What's up, baby? It's John with Wrestling Plug Inc. back with another edition of the Squash Match Podcast. Woo! I'm all fired up today. I got my passion fruit LaCroix. I haven't done one of these in a while. I'm on my way home. As you all know, I think this is episode 903. Nah, it's probably like episode 12, 13. It's in the teens. It's not 903. It is what it is. You know what we're talking about today. We're talking WWE for leasing people. Hot topic in the wrestling world. All I got to say is what the fuck? Really? Budget cuts? WWE? You made a billion dollars last year? your budget cutting the iconics you're cutting the most one of the most over acts that you ever had in the last like five ten years for budget cuts and you split them up why would you split them up you split them up put them with other people it didn't work and then you cut them that pisses me off i'm upset about that for real and I don't want to hear it, guys. The, oh, they weren't good. Oh, they were annoying. That was their job. They were supposed to be annoying. And they played it so well. And they did such a good job. And let's not even gloss over the fact that you now have two sets. Two. Two times. Two times. Two sets of women's tag team championships. And you're telling me that you couldn't find room for the Iconics? Come on, man. As uh, they would say on NFL Sunday morning. Come on, man. That just just irritates me. Like, of all the things, of all the things you could do or all the people you could get rid of, and I don't want to go down that road, you got rid of one of the most entertaining acts on the roster that got themselves over. The Iconics were fantastic. Oh, man irks me because i i'm team iconics forever wherever those two end up peyton and billy i'm a lifelong supporter i will support them till the end of time and i'm sure they will end up somewhere and be killing it and be successful and really show the wwe that they made a mistake oh that passion loop Fruit LaCroix just hits just right. You know, sparkling water thing. Love it. Love it. Anyway, moving on. I'm still upset about the Iconics, and I haven't even got to, like, the meat of this list. Samoa Joe? Really? Like, you're telling me in the 50,000 hours a week of programming that the WWE puts on, you couldn't find something to do for Samoa Joe who can go in the ring, who can talk on the mic, who is convincing as a heel or convincing as a babyface, could do it all. I know the injury history isn't great and it was holding him back as of recently, but then you put him on commentary and he killed it and was critically acclaimed for his commentary work. And I like Adnan Verk. Because I'm a baseball guy, and I grew up listening to Adam Bird call baseball games. But he, he's out of his element, at least in the first week commentary. You're telling me you couldn't keep Joe around just a little bit longer 
I, I have to imagine what you're paying Vert to do commentary is probably a pretty penny because that dude is a household name. If wrestling fans don't know, he's well-respected throughout the commentary community, and he's a big deal, and he's a big name. So it probably didn't come cheap. So if you're cutting Samoa Joe for a baseball guy, come on, man. Really? Samoa Joe should have won the Universal title or the WWE Championship a few times. I 100% think he should have won it against AJ Styles because I thought that stuff that they were doing was fantastic and it would have made Joe. But I get why you keep it on Styles, but still, it would have made Joe. That promo he cut against Brock Lesnar, how many guys are believable enough to get into Brock Lesnar's face and piss off the Beast Incarnate? And you go, yeah, I could see Joe taking down the Beast. No, you don't have that many guys on your roster that Brock Lesnar shows up and you believe that they can win. Joe was one of those guys. You let him go. That dude is going to waltz into any promotion he wants, be able to sign the contract that he wants, and he is going to make money hand over fist for that company, and you cut him for budget cuts. You said, nah. Nah, we don't need Samoa Joe. We got to save a little money on the bottom line. You left money on the table cutting Samoa Joe. Oh, my goodness. What a what a joke. Of the first three cuts I've talked about, that's ridiculous. The Iconics and Joe right there are acts that were successful and made money for your company. And you said, nah, sorry, we got to save a little bit on the bottom line so we can pay Shane McMahon $800,000. Shane McMahon makes $800,000 as a performer a year in 2020. That dude makes 800K. I like Shane, but that's a lot for a little bit of return. And then Mickey James. This one blows my mind. The treatment of Mickey James in this company overall has been suspect at best. She is a six-time women's champion. She can go in the she can make any match a great match. And you have all this young up-and-coming talent that should be working with her on TV on a regular basis. And it would only make them better because she makes people better. She's the type of talent that you don't just let walk out the door. Well, bye, Mickey. Sorry. She was kidding. She was awesome on commentary on the pre-show for NXT. I, I thought I'd like to see that. Have Mickey James have a run in NXT as like the old veteran who's like, all you up and coming women think you're the shit. Well, come to my level. This is my accolades. This is the list of accomplishments I have. And have a few of them, you know, have her put over a few of them. And it instantly puts credibility on whoever's name you're trying to build up. But no, you're like, peace. Have a nice time, Mickey James. And she's going to kill it wherever she goes. If she wants to go back to Impact, that's an immediate, that's an immediate slam dunk. If she walks into AEW, she immediately legitimizes her spot in the women's division. If she wants to do the, N- the NWA run with her husband, by all means, that works too. Mickey James, that's another, that's, we're at four people on this list that are 
just top tier talent like that are main event. All right, the Iconics maybe aren't main event level talent, but their act was top notch, and their act was over. Whether you loved it or hated it, you had an opinion, and that's the goal. But Nikki James could be in a main event tomorrow, and I would have no problem with that. Samoa Joe is a no-doubter. Oh, just blows my mind that we had to save a little bit of money to cut this talent. Now I get it. It's, you know, the roster's heavy. The roster's, there's a lot of fat. There's a lot of money tied up in talent on the WWE roster, but... That's your own fault. You signed everybody under the sun and promised them X, Y, and Z, and you're not using these people. And you let them just sit there and rot, and then you're like, oh, we're good, peace. But then you keep certain names on your roster that have certain pasts that I'm not going to shed any light onto in this podcast because I don't want to give them a platform, but you keep them. But you let them stay. But you let good people walk away that did everything you asked them to do. And made the most out of what you gave them. Seems like that's backwards in my opinion. And then you get to like Bo Dallas, who was a former NXT champion. He had the Believe gimmick, which was... It worked in NXT. It flopped on the main roster. But, again, I don't know if that's your own fault or his fault. I don't want to get into that. But then you had the B team. Those two guys, Curtis Axel, who got fired last year, and Bo Dallas this year, they got that shit over. People were chanting, B team, B team, go, go, go. They had kick-ass music, too. And you took the kick-ass music away for that, like, football-y chant shit, and they still got it over. They, they, there, there has to be room in wrestling for comedic acts and, you need, and people to see a value in it. The New Day is, like, the pinnacle of that. They can do it and do it well and be money-drawing machines and be successful. But you need, for every... You know, serious tag team. I'm drawing a blank here on some serious tag teams. You need B teams. You need Iconics. You need that in there to just... You're telling me that Bo Dallas couldn't be used in some way, shape, or form? You couldn't have put him with his brother and did some Bray Wyatt stuff? I think that would have killed. I think that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's obvious, but damn, obvious doesn't mean bad. I think it would have been a good time. I really do. I think you dropped the ball there. Uh, Mojo Raleigh, he got released. Mojo, it never really clicked for me. I thought the stuff he was doing with Ryder, the Hype Bros, I did like that a lot. Then he got into that. They, they gave him like some really weird gimmicks where it was like he's looking in the mirror and he's got like blue ice on his face or something. I mean, sure. Mojo can go in the ring, though. I don't think he's a terrible worker. And that stuff he was doing with Gronk, whether you liked Gronk or not, I dug it. I think that that was like a perfect spot for Mojo Raleigh. You put him in that situation, and he looked like he was comfortable. He was doing what, you know, felt good to him, and it worked but you're telling me you couldn't find something for him to do? 
You had to cut him for the budget. The budget. The budget, people. This is what it comes down to. If you want to be honest, right, and you want to say we're cutting them because we've got nothing for them and we got no use for them and we want them to, you know, we wish them the best of their future endeavors, sure, but you're cutting them because you keep telling us fans that you don't have enough room in the budget for Samoa Joe. Companies break the bank to sign guys like Samoa Joe, and you're like, ah, we can't figure it out. (laughs) We got Reginald, though. (laughs) We'll keep running that back. I mean, I don't think it's Reggie. I think Reggie's entertaining. I think he's a hell of a good performer, but... I mean, you got you got enough money to sign have Shane McMahon be an on-screen performer. You got that 800k, no problem. I don't think you're ever gonna not have that money for him to get into really dumb feuds with Braun Strowman about being st- st- stupid. Like, come on, come on, tell me there's not room for Samoa Joe. There's not room for the Iconics. You have. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to get real upset, guys. Because, like, you got two sets of tag team, women's tag team champions. You dropped the ball in the first set, so you created a second set. And you and you don't have a lot of established women's tag teams. I think there's, like, Nia and Shayna are singles performers that you put together, and they're working. But they're not they're not tag. They're not a ready-made tag team. You had Fire and Desire, and you split them up, only to put Mandy with other people so they're not really a tag team they are dana and mandy are now and for better or worse that's i guess we'll call that a tag team so what i got i got one shotzi and ember for everybody that loves shotzi and ember i got news for you those are single stars they they are working really well as a tag but they are not long-term 10-time tag team champions. They are, let's legitimize the belt early. And they need needs to go to a tag team, but there's no tag teams in NXT. I mean, Indy and Candice, sure, I can go with that. But are you telling me that the Iconics couldn't? They, they were tag team champs. They were one of the first. I think they were the second. They won it at WrestleMania. You're telling me they couldn't put on some matches? They had some decent matches. You broke them up for no reason, then put them with other people and didn't work. Oh, my God. Anyway, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green. I admittedly don't know a whole lot about Chelsea Green outside of the little bit I saw on the WWE, so that's my mistake. If anybody's listening and wants to give me some Chelsea Green matches to look at and get familiar with on her independent run, or I think she... Did some stuff in Impact that was pretty pretty well received from what I'm seeing on the internet. Um, but she never got a shot. She never got a chance to get out of the gate. I thought for sure she would have been a perfect pairing with Charlotte to do a tag team run or whatever. But you know, she had the they were they called her up and didn't do anything with her. Like, what is with the WWE and they call up people and then they don't do anything with them. They sit them on the bench. They did that with Bianca Belair. They sat her for like six months. Why? What was the point of that? I mean, look where she's at now. Sure, that works out. But for every Bianca Belair, 
There's a Chelsea Green. Or you don't do anything with her. We forget about her. And then you go, oh, we don't need you. Doesn't make much sense to me. Who am I missing? Who am I missing on this list? Wesley Wesley Blake. That dude had a bad bad run. I mean, bad luck. Not his fault that Riker's a piece of trash. <laughs> and uh, then they sit him and don't know what to do with him. And then he gets COVID. Is it Blake that got COVID? Yeah, he got COVID. And then they let him go. And they used him as the example because he shouldn't have been going out. Or was that Cutler? One of them was, yeah, basically, it, it just, it didn't work. They didn't know what to do with him. They didn't have anything for him. He wasn't, he had a good run in NXT when he was with Murphy, but they didn't do anything with Murphy either. They're not doing anything with any of these people. But you sit there and you tell me, like, it's a budget thing. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't like I keep coming back to this. You didn't have room in your budget for Samoa Joe, Mickey James, who should retire in the WWE. She should be in the Hall of Fame. That's the kind of run you should be having with her right now, unless she asked to be out. I mean, unless these people asked to be out, and that's still like we're slowly seeing things leak out as, you know, these things happen. And I'm sure a lot of stories will be told. Holy crap, I forgot about Tucky. My man Tucker. How the... He was the most... <laughs> God damn it. Tucker was the better wrestler of heavy machinery. He wasn't the better character, because Otis's character work at that time was fantastic, but the heavy machinery was one of the most over-tag teams going at the time. When they were at their peak. And that whole. That whole thing worked. Tucker. Did all the work. Otis was the comedic relief. You threw Mandy Rose in the mix. And it just all made sense. And it all worked. And then you inexplicably broke them up. And you also. Are missing a lot of tag teams. In the main roster. Tag division. You have three tag teams in the main roster on SmackDown right now. And you're like, oh, Heavy Machinery, you're over. Peace. We're splitting you up. And you split them up, and you didn't do anything with them. And then you had Tucker run around with, you know, the 24-7 crowd for a little bit. And you never went back to why they split up. And you didn't really blow it off, in my opinion. I felt like that's a feud that if you're going to do it, you, you've got some meat to that bone. And it was mind-boggling. Mind-boggling that they couldn't find a pay-per-view match for that. They couldn't find a way to just pay that off in a big way. And Tucker's got a look. I mean, he's, I think he's, what, 6'4", 6'5", 300-something pounds? Like, and he can do the things that he can do in the ring? He's going to find a home. And I have a feeling he'll find a character that works for him better than what they gave him, but he made the best of it. All these people on this list, it hits harder than it did last year, in my opinion, because all these people are very talented people that did the best with what they were given and made it work and got over on their own and 
getting over on your own apparently is a death wish in the WWE. Like, because WWE didn't get it over, we're not going to celebrate it. We're not going to run with it. It just blows my mind. Back to my point, now that I almost forgot about my man, Tucky. A lot of these people, whether they ask for the release or not, it's going to come out. Um, Sean Ross Sapp, I think, of Fightful already was posted a story about how Kevin Dunn was one of the reasons Billy Kay got let go because he just, quote, unquote, didn't get it. What's not to get, Kevin Dunn? I don't get your camera cuts every episode of Raw and SmackDown, but we're not releasing you, are we? I'm really salty about the Iconics thing because I really dug it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought it made sense. Kayla, you got to be joking me. Billy Kay is hilarious. She had a pinfall at WrestleMania, too. Like, you gave her a pinfall. She has more pinfalls at WrestleMania than Sasha Banks does. So you thought enough of her to give her one one pin and in the tag team turmoil. She won tag team titles at WrestleMania. But you're like, no, we don't we don't get it. Kevin Dunn doesn't get it. So again, to that point, I don't know all the ins and outs on the backstage on why certain people got let go. I wonder if I saw somewhere that Joe's was he wants to wrestle and WWE just won't clear him. So maybe he said, all right, let me go so I can go get opinions and do what I love to do. Because, yeah, he wasn't going to stay on commentary forever. But, I mean, he was doing a really good job, and I, I can't imagine the WWE not willing to wait on him. But not having anything for him to do is crazy if that's the story. But if it's an injury thing and they just didn't want to clear him and he wanted to go seek another opinion, all by all means, go do you, man. I'm excited to see where you... And, and to all the people on social media, before we close this one out, who are like, oh, you know, people get fired. You guys are talking dream matches. I think you're looking at that wrong. These people got fired, and we are, as a fan base, excited to see what they do next. We're happy that they have options, and we want to see them. And there's a market, and we're proving, like... There's a market for all these people that got let go the other day. And we want to see them do more. And we're excited. We're not like, oh, they got fired. Hot peace. You know, let's not talk about them in dream matches. If we're not talking about what we want to see you do next, then maybe you weren't over. But we're, we're so excited to see where Billy and Peyton end up. And... Samoa Joe and Tucker and Mickey James. Like, I can't wait to see what Mickey James does next. Like, where is she? Like, what? what they, she's a legend. She legitimizes any locker room she steps into from this moment on. And I know she's going to make the WWE eat crow because they thought she was done. She was too old. She was washed up. Sound familiar? I'm sure the WWE's let a few people go that are old, washed up, and they're still doing it, and they're doing it at a high level. And we talk about Christian Cage a lot, we talk about Chris Jericho a lot, and they're still out there, and they're still killing it. The WWE didn't have anything for them. So we'll see what happens there. Let's not be, oh, they got fired, you shouldn't talk about them. Why not? Like, this is wrestling. Dream matches is part of the gig, and I... 
I hope each one of these people that got let go for budget cuts over the last two years, this includes last year's cuts too, I hope every single one of them succeeds and blows up bigger than we ever expected. Because the WWE simply didn't have anything for them to do. But you signed all these people to massive contracts and then sat them. And then was like, budget, budget cuts. Well, you saw you signed them because you didn't want them to go to AEW. Heck, you're cutting these people right now so they don't go to double or nothing and show up at AEW's biggest pay-per-view of the year, or second biggest pay-per-view of the year, depending on where you stand. I think All Out is considered like the flagship pay-per-view. But hey, you know, we're not here to talk about that. I'm not here to talk about AEW pay-per-views. But that's what you're doing. You're cutting them so they don't show up at the biggest pay-per-view of AEW. You're kind of keeping them from that, in my opinion. Because why would you wait till April 15th? Why would you wait till right now? Like, why would you cut them one year to the day? It just doesn't make sense to me. It's messed up. I'm bummed about it. Are you bummed about it? Let me know. Comment. Tweet me. Facebook me. Instagram me. Straight flexing. I don't know. Just just let me know what you think, how you feel. But I can tell you, based on what I've seen on my social medias, it's not a positive response right now. Everybody's kind of bummed. Nobody's happy that these people lost their jobs. And nobody and everybody found each one of these talents to be unique and, and good enough in their own right to be on WWE programming and to make the show better. I just, I can't fathom that Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns isn't a money match. I don't know how you don't book that. So I'm super intrigued to see where the Samoa Joe side of things is at, because that to me just felt like a slam dunk. Samoa Joe looks like the type of person, acts like the type of person, conducts himself as the type of person that could step up to Roman Reigns, and you think, yeah, he could do it. Steps up to Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Give me Lashley and give me Ray, give me some Mojo and Lashley. Why not? Oh, my God. So many matches that they're just like, oh, nope. Sorry. Can't do it. Not going to make it happen. The WWE doesn't make any sense. I don't know what you're doing, what you're thinking. You're letting people go for no reason whatsoever other than to just pad your wallets a little further. And, I mean, I could be wrong. If somebody wants to, again, comment me and tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm not making any sense and that these cuts were for legitimate business reasons. By all means, let me know. But, hey, guys, that's all the time I got for today. Again, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Wrestling Plug Inc. You can now see me doing stuff with love wrestling make sure you check them out you know at love wrestling ca on twitter instagram facebook give them a like give them a love tell them you want to see more of wpi of john tell me you know tell me you want to see more of me why not more of me is better right i don't know i'm biased of course and you could also see me on tuesdays with the wicked crazy pinfall crew at times i i help them out throwbacks a great dude ray's a great dude aaron entertainment anakin jnt Find all these guys on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Follow them. Show them love. I love these guys. They do a lot for me. They help me out. They let me 
spew my nonsense on a weekly basis, and I couldn't be happier to do so. So please check them out. Please check me out. Until next time, I'm out. Peace.